We're on a mission from God. And now for something completely different. This is Pastor Jolly John Lekumski coming to you from Northfield, Minnesota. And this is Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark, where I serve as I serve as pastor at Ascension Lutheran Church in uh, not so cool St. Louis. <laughs> now I wasn't going to rub it in. I wasn't going to rub it I in. I know. Matt. I know. <laughs> so. It's a hot one, John, here in uh, St. Louis in the summertime. Well, you know what? It's really been above normal temperatures here in Minnesota as well. Although the thing is, it'll cool off a lot quicker in Minnesota than it does down there in St. Louis. I know that for a fact. for sure. Um, So so remind me, do you have an air conditioner up there? Uh, yes, yes, we do have to have air conditioners, okay. uh, surprisingly. Okay. Although, as you move further north, probably they don't. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, my uh, uh, stepdaughter, she often travels up to Duluth, and they don't have any problem with heat up in Duluth. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> I mean, they've even had instances of snow uh, in June and August. In June? Oh, my <laughs> yeah, goodness. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if I can handle uh, that. No, wow. no, no. I can't either. That's why we didn't go that far north. We're still here where it's still kind of kind of normal, normal temperatures. We won't be on the news for the highest or the lowest uh, temperature in, in the country. Um, so I thought we'd start off. We did some of these T-shirt sayings uh, from our public broadcasting system. Thank heavens that our government supports a public broadcasting system, because without them, we wouldn't have these clever T-shirt sayings. Uh, so I'll, I'll let you start off again, Matt. Your money well spent. Okay. Yes, so so, so right. here is a, a T-shirt that is quoting a. Uh, I'm assuming uh, a, a philosopher, sort of a. Greek oh yes, philosopher. yes, That's a good one. yes. Obviously, public broadcasting, very, very intellectual. So you would expect a T-shirt that would quote, say, Plato or, 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 Aristotle, or, 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 Aristotle something yeah. like that. Socrates, yeah, yeah. Eyebrow. However, well, what, here, what was this? Was this one, Matt? Here's the quote. The quote is, "Ah, uh, that's good enough." And it comes from Mediocrities. Mediocrities. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yes, the famous Mediocrities. I remember studying him in philosophy class. <laughs> no, I didn't study him because I thought, eh. <laughs> who cares? <laughs> <laughs> who cares? <laughs> All right, well, here's, here's one for me. Uh, I don't have ducks in a row. I have squirrels, and they're everywhere. <laughs> All right, you got one more. Well, sure, yeah, I, I, I like this one. The the three hardest things to say. Yeah. One, I was wrong. Two, I need help. Three, Worcestershire sauce. It <laughs> <laughs> is hard to say. It, it is hard to say. We debate in our house how to correctly say that word, and I don't know who's got it right. Probably my wife. Lisa's probably got it right. Oh well, yeah, yeah, because she's the English major. Yeah, she would know. She, she would, would know. know. Uh, and, and again, another one celebrating my old age. Maybe that's why we like these, because so many of them are for older people. I came, I saw, 
I, I forgot what I came for. <laughs> so, all right, that's enough. That's enough of the tea. Although, you know, that's an appropriate way to end our introduction because that's actually what I want to talk about uh, today. John. Oh no, 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 no! Uh, about uh, being old, and, okay. and of course, the, the other the other teacher saying is, "You can't teach an old dog new tricks." And mm-hmm. I just want to, I want to, no, you can, because I'm constantly learning new stuff. And that's what I wanted to share with our, our listeners today. Some of the new things that, that I have learned just in the last few weeks. Good. Uh, so, so let me start with, with this. I, I never realized before, but the law, the law of God has a way of sneaking up on you. In fact, it has a way of of kind of setting you up and then knocking you down. I'm actually looking for a better phrase. So if you think of a better phrase as I describe this phenomenon to you, okay. I, I would okay. appreciate it, Matt. But but let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. David, David and uh, uh, Nathan, the prophet Nathan. You want to relay that story to us as, as, as uh, succinctly as you can? So you're talking about when Nathan then finally comes to David? Uh, yes, yeah, that's the one. David, who yeah. has committed adultery, has murdered a man, yeah, and the yeah, prophet sure. has to confront him about those yeah. sins. Yeah. And how does he do that? So he tells David this parable. So it's it's an Old Testament parable, and it's this parable about uh, this uh, this uh, this man uh, who uh, has as a visitor who comes, and he. Uh, he takes the sheep of a uh, someone who's not wealthy, right, and uh, uses that to uh, to feed the visitor. And uh, he relates that to what David has done with Bathsheba, taking his uh, his precious wife uh, as his own. Yeah, yeah, and so so he tells this story about the rich man who steals the poor man's little ewe lamb, yeah. and and David is in outrage. Well, this is terrible. This man needs to be punished. Yeah. And then, of course, the classic statement: "You are the man." Oh, that's the, that's uh, the that's the law sneaking up right there, huh? But I think I thought you know Jesus does that same thing. Re- remember the uh, uh, rich young man who comes to Jesus and said, "What must I do to have a- eternal life?" And Jesus says, "Well, you know, what about the commandments? There, uh, honor your mother and father. Don't kill. Don't steal." And of course, the guy says, "Oh well, you know, I've done all of that. <laughs> like that was a big deal." And then Jesus says, "Well, that's great. So uh, why don't you sell all you have and give it to the poor and follow me?" And of course, all of a sudden, the man becomes very sad and leaves because that's exactly what he cannot do. Um, and I realized that I think this is the same thing Paul is doing in Ephesians chapter 5. Now, it's interesting because we hadn't planned this because you did Ephesians 6 last yeah. week. Yeah. And we'll be coming back. But before that, we have these words of Paul giving advice to husbands and wives. You remember that part of Ephesians 5? Oh, yeah, you bet. So we, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we. this comes up as a text in, in wedding ceremonies all the time. Yeah. Uh, that's part of the ceremony. And, and do you remember, what is, what is the advice that Paul gives to the uh, wives? What's he tell the wives to do? So he says, uh, wives, submit to your husbands as yeah. to the Lord. So now here's the thing, and here's the new thing that I, I learned. Um, first of all, the, the word there for submit is um, uh, hipotasso. Hipotasso. 
uh, for anybody who wants to pronounce, learn to pronounce that. Um, and what's interesting, the first thing I think we need to note, uh, and I knew this, but, but I, I didn't know the little detail behind this. Uh, it's not the same as obedience, right? Mm-hmm. I, I know we have the phrase love, honor, and obey, but, but uh, hippot. Hippotasso is not the same as obedience, because if you read on in chapter 5, he also talks about the relationships of uh, children and their parents and of slaves and their masters. And there he does use the word for obedience. Okay, yeah, it's a yeah. different word of the Greek. So, so in that immediate context, he has the word for obey, but that's not what he uses for wives. Uh, it's, it's hippotasso, which is the word to, to submit. Um, and, and by the way, in the Greek... Um, that's not a bad word. That's not a bad word. The, the Greeks loved the word hypotasso because uh, the Greeks were primarily a military society. And of course, in a military society, largely that's what everyone has to do. You have to hypotasso, right? You have to submit to the authorities. And we'll actually come back to that later on in this, this study. Um, and, and indeed, uh, it's interesting that, that in, in Greek and Roman culture, uh, the military was a way that you could get ahead. Uh, you were basically locked into whatever uh, position you were locked into from birth. So if you were a slave, you were a slave, and there's there's little chance of changing that. You were better off as if you were born as a freedman, but again, you don't have really much chance to uh, progress, to, to improve your social situation, except through the military. Now, now, if you were successful in the military, if you were brave in the military, even as in our culture today, right, we honor the people that serve our country. And that was even more so amongst the Greeks and the Romans. This would give you social status. This might even give you a property, a land, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which which most people didn't have. So, so you have to understand when, when Paul says, wives, hypotasso to your own husbands. It's, it's not like what we might think like shoveling manure or something like this. Yeah. And that's a very honorable thing to Hippotasso, and it is a thing that in that culture you were expected to do. That was what your life was about. And in fact, what Paul tells us here, this is the new thing I didn't know. What Paul tells the wives to do here is nothing new or surprising. In fact, it's almost like Paul is quoting the uh, philosopher Plutarch, who wrote an article called Advice to Bride and Grooms. And Plutarch says the same thing. He says that the wife should heap a tasso to her husband. Um, and in fact, really, I think all the wives that are listening to us, you ought to read Plutarch's advice to bride and grooms, because he doesn't really have a whole lot of advice to grooms, but he does in many and various ways point out that you guys really should heap tasso us. <laughs> So, okay. so don't don't read mediocrities. Read no. Plutarch. <laughs> exactly. So so I didn't realize that that when Paul says submit to your own husbands, that everyone who is reading this would say, Oh yes, Paul. Absolutely. Just like Plutarch told us we should do that. Um but here's the law sneaking up on you, Matt. Here's the law sneaking up mm-hmm, on you. Mm-hmm. So, so picture this. We got these, these uh, Roman and these Greek elders, and they're reading the book of Ephesians because the women wouldn't be reading it, right? Because doesn't Paul tell us that the wives are supposed to learn from their husbands? Mm-hmm. That's how it works. So they're reading this, and they're reading it. Oh, that Paul. 
I'm so glad we're a Christian. Aren't you, Matt? <laughs> Following Paul, hearing all this business about wives submitting. Oh, he's such I a wise my man. wife is, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> my wife hears about this. I, that's right. I got to get home and tell her. Um, but then what does he say to the husbands? Yeah. Okay. So husbands then love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her that he might sanctify her. Yeah. Now, now, here's the thing I never knew. This is the new thing I learned. Do you know, well, I, I, let me first, Matt, what's the word for love there? You know what the word for love there is, right? Yeah, agape. Agape, yeah. Because you got eros, which is the sexual love, and you got philos, which is the love of a friend, love of family. But this is, this is uh, the agape love. Um, what I did not know, Matt, did you know that the Greeks and the Romans didn't use the word agape? Mm, so this is unique to the New Testament. Yeah, yeah. Ah, now, the, the, okay. Yeah, so that if you go to classical literature, you seldom see the word agape used at all. Uh, Jews would have known the word agape because it's all over the Greek Old Testament, and that's what they read from. They didn't read from the Hebrew. These people didn't know Hebrew. They, they knew Greek. That was like English in the day. It was the common language. Yes. Uh, and, of course, agape is there for what we're supposed to do with God to our whole heart and mind and soul, and agape is there for what God does for us. And, of course, you get to Jesus, and, and what does Jesus teach us about agape? You can think of any cool Jesus passages about agape, Well, yeah, agape, I mean, Matt? you think of, like, John three sixteen, the biggie, right? For God's oh, so yeah. agape, right? Love the world, and he gives his only son. And, and, and Jesus himself saying, uh, no greater agape does a man have than he lay down his life yep. for his friends. Yep. Um, but but as I said, see, the Greeks, that, that wasn't a really familiar term with them, which is why I believe— uh, Paul has to define it here, as you read, right? Uh, it's not just agape your wives, but agape your wives how? How yeah, does he say that? As Christ laid down his, as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. But can't you see these men going, what? What did you say we're supposed to do? See, that, I don't know how we can understand that that wouldn't have been on their radar at all. Uh, for yeah. the Greeks and the Romans, you didn't, love really wasn't even involved. Marriages were usually arranged. They arranged for what societal position they would give you, what what the dowry you might get from from the marriage. Uh, a woman was there so you could have children, so you can carry on your clan, uh, uh, and of course they would provide other services for you. They they weren't regarded as slaves. I'm not saying that, but but the idea that you would you would form your life so that they would be blessed, that you would be willing to give up everything for them, so that they would be blessed. That thought never would have crossed their mind. And here's the law then that just knocks their feet out from under them. Yeah. They suddenly realize that being a Christian husband is not at all what they thought it would be. Yeah. And so uniquely Christian, too. I, I love that, how you bring it. It's not, it, it doesn't reflect the culture. This is uniquely a, a Christian love, a Christian relationship as husband and wife. It looks different from the rest of the world around them. And I, I can't help but think of today, too, that, that for Christians, our view of marriage and this idea of what love is, and this love is, is seen chiefly in Jesus' sacrificial love for the church. I mean, that today, I think, is the same case. It's much different than the view of marriage and the view of love that our society has today. So, I mean, then, you know, 2,000 years ago, today, uh, boy. Uh, what we're called to do as a husband, a Christian husband, Christian wife, looks much different than what the rest of the world views that to be. 
And, and Matt, I didn't ask you to do this, and I apologize for that. Do you have Ephesians 5 in front of you there? Yeah, I've got it. Could, could you go ahead and read then what he does say after verse 25, after he's, after he's knocked us husbands flat on sure. our butts? Really? You thought, you thought this was going to be easy being a Christian husband? No, you've got to love as Christ loved the church. So could you read on there from verse 26? Yeah, and then he describes Christ's love for the church, saying that, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water and of the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. In the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as Christ does the church, because we are members of his body. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop you there. Um, because So here's the thing. Paul has now, anybody who's really paying attention to this, and, and the people living in the culture back there, they, this would have hit them. I'm sad to say, Matt, I think that's the thing. We've, we've become so uh, deadened to these words that they don't strike us the way they would have st struck the original listeners, but God help that they do because, because we should hear these words as husbands and we should say, I, I don't, I can't do that. I can't do, I don't even know if I want to do that. And then Paul comes and says, of course, you don't, you're a sinner, which is why Christ had to come and give himself up for us, cleansing us, washing us, making us without spot or wrinkle, holy and black, because that's how it's going to be done. You can't do this. You just can't. You might as well admit it. But God can. See, that's the beautiful thing. And that's exactly what he has done for us. This agape is exactly what he has done for us. And then he says this strange thing. If you would read verse 30, 31. Yeah, therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and the I, two shall I, become I read one the, flesh. I, verse 32 is what I wanted. Okay. I should this, learn. Read this my... mystery is profound, <laughs> and I am saying that it refers to Christ and the church. So, so I, I hear what Paul is saying here. He's saying, you know, I'm really not giving you practical advice about married life, because obviously no wife will always hipotasso her husband, and no husband can always uh, 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 sacrifice everything for his wife. Although, honestly, that's what God wants. Okay, don't ever mm -hmm, cut it mm -hmm. short. But I'm primarily talking about what Christ has done for us and why he had to do it for us as the church. And then he does give the practical advice in verse 33, if you could read that. Yeah. However, let each one of you love his wife as himself. And let the wife see that she respects her husband. And so he kind of softens it a little bit because now he doesn't compare our agape to the love of Christ, which, of course, would just embarrass us. To make any kind of comparison there would leave us, like Paul says, I'm the worst of sinners. But OK, we, we do know how we love ourselves how we always look out for ourselves. And that's probably what you need to be doing for your wife. That's some practical advice. But what strikes me is we're kind of waiting for him to let the wife off too, right? Mm -hmm. to, to let the wife just, okay, well, you know, he put off. So we know you can't do that, but just do your best. He actually ups the ante because when he says, let the wife see that she respects her husband. Do you have any idea what the word actually is there in the Greek? So it's different than hipotasso. It isn't hipotasso. Okay. In fact, it's the word phobos. It's the word fear. Fear. Hmm. And I'm going to leave that there because I got to do a greater study. Why would he say that a, a wife 
should fear her husband. I don't know. I do know that's the word that's used for the Lord all the time, isn't it? Right? The beginning of wisdom yeah, yeah. is the so fear. So it's a positive thing. It's a good yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I'm not ready to unpack that. But I'm just saying, no, he he. I, I think it's the same thing he pulls on the, the men. He pulls on the wives because the wives are probably waiting. OK, now, Paul, now that you've really let our husbands have it, you're going to kind of let us off the hook, aren't you? But no, no, he doesn't let the wife off the hook. Yeah. Um, you know, so it, it, well, I was going to say real quick, you know, the, the discussion about submitting, I appreciate that. And the, the you know, it's not just wives who submit, but then, as you pointed out, men submit too. Uh, oh, yeah. the, the Roman soldiers, they would submit. Um, any insight into to Jesus submitting? Because, you know, I think, you know, the Bible even speaks of him submitting to death, uh, death on a cross. So any, you know, any insight to that, you know, I think that kind of changes the way we view submitting because, you know, it's not a negative if, if men are doing it too, soldiers are doing it, and even Jesus himself seems to submit. Well, so so this is the thing that I, I found when I went in the dictionary for this uh, hipotasso. Uh, it says to submit voluntarily, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. why it wouldn't have been the word used for children, because children mm-hmm. have to obey. There is no option. There's sure. no choice. There's no freedom there. You're a child. There, there's no slack. In, in Greek, Roman, or even in Hebrew culture, you're a child. You do what your parents say, regardless. And there's certainly no slack if you're a slave. <laughs> Again, no, no, no one would say to the slave, I exhort you to obey. It's what you do. And if you don't, you are going to suffer horrible, horrible consequences. We need to talk about slavery sometime in the Greek world, because that was a terrible thing to be a slave, and there were no options. However, yes, hypotasso is something you do voluntarily. Uh, uh, so here's what the dictionary says. In the first instance, then, it does not mean so much to obey, though this may result from self-subordination or to do the will of someone, but rather to lose or surrender one's own rights or will. Uh, and I think that's a perfect example in Jesus. Yes, uh, and, yeah. and no one could force Jesus to do that. He's God. He can do whatever he yeah. wants to but he willingly submits to that authority of his father. But he does so again. Why? For agape. Because yeah. <laughs> he loves the father and he loves us. And I think that's the difference. Obedience is something you can just do because you have to. But hypotasso uh, is something you do because of agape, because yeah. of love. And I, you know, I think that just emphasizes the greatest in the greatness of Jesus' love, but it also emphasizes, I think, the greatness of that that wife's love too. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. To submit. Oh, that's a love. good point. That's an excellent point. Yeah. It's not yeah. just out of obedience. It's not, but it's yeah. A submission out of love. Now here's the thing. I was actually going to go on and follow up with about obedience to authority because we have the same hypotasa word used in Romans 13, where Paul talks about us obeying all those in authority, submitting to those in authority. But we obviously don't have time to do that now. But I tell you what, uh, in our next episode, uh, let's pick up that thought about uh, our submitting to authority. But be ready, be prepared, because the the, the law is going to sneak up on us again. I had a and, feeling you were going to say that, John. Yeah, yeah. Well, because we're going to hear the advice that Paul gives in Romans, and we're going to say, well, of course, we understand that. We're supposed to pay taxes. We're supposed to obey the, the speed limits. You you talked about that last week, about the, the stress that comes from uh, getting a ticket. So I think we'd all acknowledge, yeah, yeah, that's what we're supposed to do. 
But when you read Romans 13, Paul adds something at the end that will leave you just like the husbands were left here in Ephesians 6. It'll leave you saying, I, I don't think I've done that. I don't think I even want to do it. I don't know if I can do it. But see, that's the point Paul is trying to drive home. God doesn't give us laws so we can say, oh, I've done that. I've done that. I've done that. Just like that rich man did, that, that, that rich man. No, no. He gives us the law, he says, to show us our sins to show us that literally we can't do what's necessary to be righteous and holy in the eyes of God so that we will then turn to Jesus Christ and say, oh, oh, I don't need to do anything anymore to be holy and blameless and without sin. That thing is taken of completely by Jesus Christ. Now, however, I can focus on how I can agape in my weakness to the neighbor, to the man who is in need around me. Well, Matt, thank you for that opportunity to share some of the new things I've learned. This has been Wrestling Wrestling with with the the Basics. Basics.